Hey, I'm Veronica. Hey, I'm Casey, and we are so excited that you are here with us on the Thriving Mompreneurs podcast. Yes, motherhood comes with so many different stages, and each stage looks a little different than the one before. Here, you will find perspectives, tools, and advice on a mama in the toddler stages and in the teenage stages and anything in between. So if you can relate to either of those, you are in for a treat. Are you a professional multitasker? Well, turns out it is possible and we are experts at juggling all the things. Do you find yourself waiting for this mom and business thing to get better? Are you ready to start feeling excited for every day? What would you be able to do if you were energized and present in your home and in your business? We have been there too. Mom guilt, the mental load, exhaustion, you name it, we've been there. And the truth is, being a mompreneur is hard work. And that's okay. It wasn't until we started working on ourselves from the inside out that we started to see major shifts in our lives. You can thrive in every stage of motherhood and business, and we are going to do it together. Each week on this podcast, you will learn how to turn your mind and body into your greatest asset. You will feel seen and heard, getting to know other hardworking mompreneurs, and you will get tangible tools on how to implement changes immediately to create harmony in your mind, body, business, and home. Let's dive in. Have you ever had so much on your to-do list? You just can't. You just give up before you even start. As a busy mompreneur, your nervous system is often in overdrive, and we're here to help you figure out your next best step. Today, we're talking about mom overwhelm and how it affects your body. First things first, though, we want to welcome you to join us in our free community, the Thriving Mompreneurs Community, where you can stay connected with us, but so you can also connect with more powerhouse business and family-minded women. So you know that feeling where you're just so overstimulated, you fall into a puddle and take a nap on the couch, for instance, or go for one cookie and maybe eat the whole box. You're totally stressed out, right? Well, guess what? It isn't your fault. This is a sign that your nervous system is in overdrive, and this can have a lasting impact on your mental health, your gut health, and so much more of your overall well-being. But here's the good news. This very same system that can negatively impact your health can be used to boost your health in more ways than one. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. Yes, yes. We are talking about nervous system dysregulation and how to tell that you have it. And Casey really hit on a lot of the topics of, you know, sometimes you might overeat. Um, sometimes you might just like collapse entirely, just, you know, feel like you just can't with the day. And that is typically because the communicating systems in your brain, we're going to call them the autonomic nervous system. They are on, they're doing exactly what I just said, right? They're automated. They're doing these things and you aren't really doing anything to control them. They're just there. That is broken up into two different systems, the parasympathetic and the sympathetic. Now, this sounds like a lot of big words, but hang with me because all it really means is that you have one system that's telling you to rest, digest, slow it down, and then you have another system in you telling you to kind of go, go, go and fight, call it fight or flight. It's this part of you that just encourages you and also like um, kind of starts your fire to get going and it controls everything in your body. Everything that you do needs to either be 
go, 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 or stop, stop, stop. And so basically, if you want to think of like a car, you're basically pedal to the metal right now, right? <laughs> like you are just all go, no stop. And what happens in a car when you run out of gas? Yeah, Nothing, you just right? you just stop. You stop. <laughs> exactly. Everything stops. Yeah, where where you can't go anymore. Yeah. As moms and mompreneurs, we try and kind of go. You know, like our gaslight comes on. That is, you know, our emotions start flaring up. Our um, drive starts to go down. We see this gaslight, or we we. I guess you don't always see it, but there is a gaslight signaling to our bodies that we need to slow down. But instead, we push harder. We're like, we should be more patient. We should, you know, we should, we should, we should. When really, this is our body's way of telling us, hey, you just need to slow down. And that is why, I mean, this this nervous system that we have literally communicates to every single part of your body. It's the number one way that your head and your toe are connected to one another, right? (laughs) Yeah. They all like travel in this one system communicating. And so when that system is telling you, hey, you're irritated, you're tired, you're, you know, you need to, to eat more, you need to do these things. We see that as something that's an inconvenience. Like we see these symptoms and we're like, man, I just wish I was more happier. I wish I was, you know, more calm, but really this is our warning signal that we need to do something about it. Yeah, I think that's really brilliant. I think that's something like circling back to what I said in the beginning about mom overwhelm. It's like there are a lot of responsibilities, right? So pretending there's not a lot of responsibilities isn't really going to help. It's not going to solve the problem. Really, the gift is actually in those signals because that allows you to kind of figure out what you need to do for your body. And um, it allows you to kind of individualize uh, your own health you know, to be your own advocate. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I also loved how you called it a gift because sometimes we wake up and you're like, oh, like I'm feeling down again, or I'm just tired again. And it's like, no, this is a gift. Like if I didn't have these signals, I would, I also, I I use a lot of like analogies when it comes to this kind of thing. And you know, when you plug something into your house and like everything just like shuts off. (laughs) Yeah. The surge protector. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. You're like, what the heck? I was using that. But if that surge protector wasn't there, your house would burn on fire, right? Like there would just be way too much going on. And because the surge protector in our minds, which is our nervous system, signals, hey, you need to take care of this one thing. That way we're not driving ourselves off a cliff and we're not overdoing it. You know, it, it's, it is such a gift. And I just agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah, I think that's it took me a really long time personally to kind of hear my own signals, because I think as moms and, you know, if you're listening to this and you also own a business, work at a job, do anything else besides being a mom, that's enough. But if you're doing, Mm -hmm. you're adding other things on top of it, maybe you're caring for an aging parent or any of these other things. It's like you're in overdrive when you wake up in the morning, just by virtue of the fact that your to-do list is a mile long. You know, so I think being able to really dial into like before we even talk about what to do about it, it's like just being able to recognize it is huge. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I see myself getting irritable. I see myself feeling, you know, like I want to hit someone. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) That's not acceptable in society. So how can I manage that? Yes. Yes. And I think that we both have programs, right? We both are trying to get women to see that because that's literally step number one in my program is 
identifying your emotions one because sometimes we're like embarrassed or ashamed of them so we just tuck them away we just like no we're not angry or no we're not sad and that one is uncovering that and then two is figuring out what's causing it so I'm just kind of curious Casey you said you struggled with that and now you're kind of doing a little bit better so tell me about your process in terms of kind of revealing what these emotions are I think for me personally it's some of my personal journey at it took me a little bit longer than I'd like to admit. That's just, you know, I'm a little bit older than you. Um, and it took me a while because I I was in fight or flight since I was a very young girl, really, most of the time. I was in a bit of a upheaval type household. And so it was almost like the only thing I ever knew. And truth be told, I'm not sure I would have figured it out had I not married somebody who was a bit the opposite of me rather stoic, ra- not tolerating of, you know, the like yell and run away method of of uh, arguing. That doesn't really work <laughs> well with him. So it sort of forced me to be able to see, oh, that actually doesn't work. It doesn't make me feel good and it's not making him feel good. And so it's sort of over many years time figuring out like, oh, this is a trigger. This is what happens to me. This is how it feels. This is how it looks. This is what I'm my natural reaction, and then beginning to like pick that apart took me a long time. Yeah. Does that answer your question? I feel like it's not, it's not an exact, like, what did I do? Because what I did took forever, but <laughs> I, it took, it. you know, I got there. I got there in the end. Yes. And I just, just want to encourage you, Casey, and maybe anyone else who's listening that some people go through their whole lives before, you know, they realize this is an issue or they're even willing to change it. So I just want to say, like, I think I think we're all on our own processes and journeys and you come to this turning point where you either keep going the way you are or you can do what you can to change it. And you did that. And so um want to encourage you because it's it's funny how we have like a lot of similarities and differences. We are almost exactly opposite. I grew up in a household where we only knew emotions. Like you made me very angry. You know, like it was almost like we were blaming the entire world for our emotions. Yeah. And so <laughs> it changed for me too when I got into a relationship and I was like, you are making me angry and you did this and you did that. And obviously that doesn't go very well (laughs) once you start to realize. So for me, it wasn't so much as um, identifying my emotions. It was identifying where they were coming from and understanding that it wasn't the other person and it really was within myself um, and taking charge of that. So I will say, I I don't know if this is a good thing because like I said, we knew some emotions and we we knew them well. But it was my journey and 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 what I teach people in my program is how to understand where they're coming from because most of the time they're coming from an internal perspective and not an external perspective. So yeah, I think that's important to note. Like there's a root cause for lots of for everything, really. So in this case, we're talking about the roots of your emotions. Mm-hmm. Like, why do you react the way you react to this type of situation? Um, there's also a root cause to your physical symptoms, right? So mm-hmm. in my program, I focus a lot on gut health and stress actually as well. And when I talk a lot about that, I also, emotions can be a root cause for physical problems. So that's when it circles yes. back to that nervous system where like there are physical consequences to you being jazzed up in that fight or flight all the time. Um, Can you give us some examples of what that might look like when you're in fight or flight? What does that look like physically? So people can begin to recognize. 
Yeah. Yeah. So let's start with just how they showed up in me first. Right. So I was very angry. I was into like outbursts. I was, you know, everyone was walking around um, eggshell or yeah, tiptoeing around me all the time. Um, And so emotionally, I was just angry all the time, irritated, agitated. Physically, I consider I was um, should have been diagnosed as depressed um, and anxious. Um, I also had sometimes I would have like random like rashes that would break out all over my body. And so it can really can if you have a symptom, it most likely is tied to the nervous system. Like, as I said before, that's the communicating system through your whole entire body. And so if you it typically shows up as you you go to the doctor and they're like, I have no, like you do the tests, you do, you ask the questions, you, you know, you take the whatever and you still have it and no one can figure out where it's coming from. And that typically means you have this need that's being unmet. um, And that's what's sparking the the emotion. And then that is then usually when you have a physical symptom, that emotion has been there for a very, very long time. And that's like your final, your body's like, listen to me. Um, And so, yeah, yeah, that I hope that answers your question. But yeah, I think too. So yes, to everything you just said, I actually experienced a lot of that as well. Um, I also find you can have just on a physical perspective, you can you know, your heart rate goes up, you might start sweating, your blood pressure actually increases, your thoughts can be racing, because essentially, you're getting ready to fight that tiger, right? I mean, maybe the tiger is the dishes that somebody left in the sink again, or Mm -hmm. maybe that tiger actually is a real, you know, something actually happening. But the reaction is the same. And you Mm -hmm. get all these like physical reactions where you're preparing to be able to fight. And Oftentimes when it's something like, say, the dishes in the sink, like that doesn't require that kind of reaction, right? right? So you end up having this like huge physical, like down, like a, um, I don't know how to say what I'm trying to say, like where the symptoms, they, they cascade down yes, and they affect all these things Mm -hmm. that you wouldn't think. Right. So for me, my, um, focus is a lot on gut health because you can really destroy your gut with stress alone amongst Mm -hmm. other things there's all kinds of things that affect it but stress specifically um and fight or flight nervous system activation can really wreck your gut and then when your gut is not good everything else is bad and you know there's actually a good feedback loop between your brain and your gut um there's a whole complex system that goes on there and your gut and your brain are talking to one another all day long, right? And Mm -hmm. you can give yourself a whole host of problems if you don't learn how to manage your fight or flight and bring yourself back into the rest and digest. And just in the name there, I mean, it tells you, right? You're you're getting ready to fight or you're getting ready to run away or you're trying to sleep and actually digest your food. And it's interesting. So you can't be doing both of those things at the same time. So if you're ready to fight, you're not going to sleep. And you're mm-hmm. certainly not going to digest your food. And what happens mm-hmm. when you you don't digest your food and it sits in there? Right. It goes bad and it's gross and it gives you all these symptoms, right? Yeah. So I could get in the weeds on that, but it's super important. You know, it's super important to kind of just understand that everything is connected and those symptoms are meaningful. Yeah. And I, I also love, I mean, back to the very start of where you started in terms of, the, I often forget to even address, you know, the the sweaty palms and the, and, yeah. the, and the heart rate because those are also things that mean you're alive, right? You feel those things when you get that butterfly in your stomach. I don't know if, you, you know, but when I started dating my husband all the like 10 years ago, 
you got those same feelings when, you know, you were excited about something. And so just, I just want to highlight that none of these things are a bad thing. You know, you can describe excitement and nervousness and all of these like, you know, good feelings, the same exact way that you describe something that you are necessarily not looking forward to, like anxiousness and depression. It's just a matter of getting those very same systems who are trying to signal to you that something's wrong to be in alignment with them and then work with them so that you can start feeling those, those, you know, those physical symptoms in the best way again. And it's really just like rewiring everything. And and, um, I love that you hit on gut health because that's super, super important. I thought that's what I wanted to do. I realized that my, my forte is within the the mind and, um, you know, learning how to identify what your values are, because really all your, all your emotions are is saying that you have this value or boundary that has been crossed, that has not been respected. Either you disrespected it or someone else disrespected it. And you have to figure out how to, you know, create that, that uh, container again, so that yeah. you can be in alignment with your mind and body. So I just love this, this back and forth we get to do because it's, it all matters, <laughs> right? Yeah. It can all be presented differently. Yeah, definitely. And it's something actually that my husband likes to say to me is like, you know, when you get in a conflict with somebody, it's really only about an unmet expectation. So that's a lot of what you talk about around values and boundaries. Like your values and boundaries are what you expect the world to Mm -hmm. be doing to you, Mm -hmm. for you, about you, around you, whatever. And when those expectations are unmet, that's when you get scared, angry, frustrated, whatever. And then those emotions have all these other sequelae that that come off. And it's just so interesting. I mean, I certainly could learn about it all day and I hope it's helpful for people to hear. What do you, like, why did you choose to focus on values and boundaries? Like, can you explain to us uh, just in another like little nutshell, like how exactly that relates back to your nervous system, maybe piggybacking off of what I just said? Yeah. So I started with, um, I, I had this idea for the program and I knew that boundaries were important. I've always kind of been told that I've had really great boundaries. And the thing was, I was really good at setting boundaries for other people. Like you cannot do this, but my own boundaries, like holding firm to my own boundaries, I was not good at. And I, even in the last couple of years have figured out like, wow, I want someone to respect me in this way, but I, you know, am not respecting myself in the same way. And so I got clear on that first. And then I started doing interviews for my program and I asked people who were struggling and I asked people who were on the other side and every single woman, I don't care what age, what profession, where they were at, if they had it figured out, they knew their boundaries and could communicate their boundaries to themselves and to others. And you can kind of tie that back. So what I always go off of something called cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance is when you say one thing, but you're doing another thing. And so your value and your boundary is where in your mind, you f- you have this um, something that is really important to you. And either you are acting out in a way that's n- in misalignment with that or someone else's. And that's where exactly like you said, you start having the fear, the frustration, the anger. And yeah. so the, mo- the less that we can play that tug of war of what I'm saying and what I'm doing and start connecting those two things, the more that your nervous system is going to feel safe. And so that's why I hit on that. It's one of my favorite things to go into. I can go all day. But in a nutshell, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. And I think that's you hit on a really good point there, which is the whole goal of your nervous system is really of your whole body, but your nervous system specifically is to keep you safe. So yes. your nervous system 
is meant to be signaling you, I am safe or I am unsafe, sort of all of the time. And your gut, on the other hand, which is in close communication with that nervous system, is meant to be keeping stuff out, only letting in what should be in and keeping everything else out. So when things begin to get through, like some people might have heard of leaky gut, and we can talk about that at another time. But when things are getting through that shouldn't be through, that's the signal that goes to your nervous system and says, hey, there's things getting in here that don't don't belong. This is very Mm -hmm. unsafe. And then it creates that same cascade of symptoms. So it's just really interesting. You know, it's almost like your your gut is has set a boundary. And when that boundary gets crossed, <laughs> it's like, hey, you know, and it cries out for help. So I think that's that, exactly. Yes. Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, I think for me, I am actually the opposite of you in a lot of ways, which is always why this these conversations are going to be so interesting. Um, <laughs> and so I hope people people tune in to them because there's so much value on both sides. And for yeah. me, I actually was in a family of no boundaries. Everyone's everywhere. Everyone's talking everywhere. The money is everywhere. The things are everywhere. All the things, everybody's everywhere. And so it took me a very long time to hold boundaries with other people. And then I'm sort of just now in my 40s learning to hold them with myself and commit to myself. And when I say I'm going to do something, that's the thing that I do. Um, Mm -hmm. Even when it's inconvenient, even when I don't want to today, but I said I was going to do this thing. And But at the same time, my mind is very black and white. I tend to live in that space. Uh, I very likely have ADHD and a little bit of perfectionist tendencies. So like that is where my brain naturally wants to go. So I have had to spend a lot of time giving myself grace. So yes, mm-hmm. I'm holding my commitments. Yes, I'm holding my boundaries, my values, but sometimes it doesn't work out and that's also okay. And really mm-hmm. giving myself that not putting myself in fight or flight because something didn't work out. Do you know what I mean? And having that flexibility. Um, I actually went so far as to tattoo the word grace on my arm because I don't want to forget it. I want to see it every day. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that. But I I think that's a lot of so many women who are hopefully listening and I myself can relate to that because even though our journey has been kind of opposite in a way, I, the reason I wasn't setting boundaries with myself is because I wasn't giving myself grace. I was never good enough in my own eyes, which is why those values values and boundaries are so important to me. Because if you can't put a value or boundary on yourself, you also can't appreciate and respect yourself. And so I I love that, especially what you said about like, even when it's inconvenient, because that is when that's honestly, even when it's inconvenient is when you solidify what it is you truly believe and what it is you truly want. So that's really beautiful. Yeah, I think that's really important. And I think just to sort of, before we kind of wrap up here in a minute, I think, you know, something to take away from this episode is really going to be thinking about what boundaries are important to you. Is it a time boundary? Is it a space boundary? Is it uh, the way that you choose to move your body? Is it the way that you want to say no to friends or colleagues around different things, like thinking about what that might look for you and how to begin to hold yourself to that standard, like hold yourself, find the boundary and hold it and just practice because it's like, it's Mm -hmm. like anything else, a skill that has to be learned and the rest of your body, your nervous system, your gut, everything will thank you when you begin to learn how to hold boundaries consistently, it becomes less stressful. Yeah. To take it one step further, if you're like, I don't even know what would be con- like constituted as a boundary, you're not alone. 
And it starts with your values. What is important to you? Once you know why you're setting a boundary, it makes a lot more sense, right? If you're like, I don't want to eat this cake because I want to lose weight, it's probably going to be harder to do versus I don't want to eat this cake because I value the things that I put into my body and that boundary that my gut has. Not to say you can't always eat cake, but you know, sometimes sometimes you do need cake for the value that you have, you know? And so really understanding what your value is. So that way the boundary just kind of comes much, much, much easier. Yeah. The value is like the lens through which you can make decisions. It gives you that. It's like the little filter that tells you what, you know, and then I think the, the other thing that makes it all really easier to handle is communication. So communicating the boundaries to yourself, maybe that looks yes. like thinking about it, maybe it looks like journaling um, or whatever, but also commuting it, communicating it to those around you because mm-hmm. it's important that they understand why you may be doing or not doing something because it'll just smooth the edges and create less conflict over time. So just a reminder, um, if you felt any of the things that we talked about today, any of these heavy feelings as a mom, a business owner, felt like you're stuck in this cycle of overworking or maybe underworking or freezing completely, these are signs that your mind and body are needing a little support. Um, Your nervous system is made to protect you, like we talked about. And it's not working against you. I really want you guys to understand that today. Um, and being able to define your values, set boundaries, and protect your health and mental well-being are just some of the best ways that you can decrease your mom overwhelm and help to support your nervous system into optim- optimal functioning. Yes, exactly. And the first step to finding that harmony is to dr- address where it might be coming from in the first place. So thank you for taking the time to listen and learn from this podcast. Don't forget to head over to the Thriving Mompreneurs Facebook community to continue your journey to regulating your nervous system. Now, what if I told you that in this part of the internet, we actually want symptoms? We celebrate them. If that sounds weird to you, let us explain next time on the Thriving Mompreneur podcast. Well, Mama, that wraps up our episode for today. Thank you so much for being here with us again this week. Before you go, please make sure you hit that follow button so you get notified of all the new episodes that are coming up and head on over to the Thriving Mompreneurs Facebook community and join us there. In our thriving community, you will be connected with other business and family-minded mamas looking to feel fulfilled and energized within their lives. And you will be able to start implementing some of the tools we talked about right here on this podcast with some amazing accountability. All right, mama, we will see you at the same time, same place next week. And remember, you were made to thrive. See you next time.